podcast time, baby. The Mike Tech Studios Podcast, your source for design, entertainment, marketing, conversation, and content. Mike Tech Studios, make your mark, change the game. Mike Tech Studios Podcast Episode 19, Brawling with Brainerd, The Hackintosh Story, Parental Advisory. As generally all of this podcast content and production series is clean content and generally suitable for all audiences, the following content for this episode will not be. For full visuals and details following this episode, it is best suited to be viewed on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Mike Tech Studios or directly on the podcast playlist on L dot miketech.tv forward slash youtube dash podcast dash series. Here we go. The experience and narrative may not reflect every single interaction with named persons or place of businesses. This was also not intended to end in the manner and result that it was either whatsoever. The statements here are literal, factual accounts of these experiences made available to present, previous, and potential bodies of interest, so that with sound mind and judgment, move forward based on supporting the brands, businesses, and services that deserve their support and respect. No one person sets out to have a bad experience or to write one-star reviews. I personally and professionally am no different. So as many of you listeners have noticed in the past several weeks, there hasn't been a new episode. There hasn't been a whole lot of social media activity either. Kind of seems like production slowed down a bit. And the answer is, in fact, yes, it has. And yet, here's the reason why. So as with most folks that know me, I was always a Mac or Apple fan. So I say was, as the most recent years of tech gadgets and overall zest of the Apple experience has just been long dead and gone for me, unfortunately. But that's a story to come for a future podcast episode. With the lackluster specs of recent announced Apple tech in the past five or 10 years or so and exaggerated high price points, I produce and operate the majority of my podcast and creative content personally and professionally on a Hackintosh. With my time short between projects and more of my work has me just more mobile than I expected, it only made sense to pick up a laptop with great specs and do the same thing that I do now with a desktop. So whether I'm at a cafe, an airport, Bryan Park in New York City, Beachside in Daytona, California, or Trinidad, I would be good to go, so it makes sense. So I pulled the trigger on a great Asus GL502. Perfect specs, easier Hackintosh, I just need a hand setting things up as I don't have time to really do these things. The last guy I actually worked with who set my desktop up for me, he seemed pretty reasonable. Until I got the machine I sent him back in a box half the size I sent it out in with the PC case itself being damaged and dented as he didn't know how to set the small form factor power supply back together in the unit properly and pack it up properly. Truth be told, he kind of actually turned out to be a bit of a douchebag once he got paid, so we pressed on. I did some research. There was actually a few people of interest that I started to take a look at. 
One was a small mom-and-pop place in California from the looks of things, going by the name of Ignite Computer Professionals, or IGP. Unfortunately, with a nasty, foul-mouthed Asian punk with terrible English as good as his grammar, I passed on him. That's also going to be a funny future episode on our conversation, though, but feel free to check out the review yourself. I will post it up on whatever podcast medium has video for a quick chuckle, or check out YouTube. So, anyway, no dice so far. Work is making it just so much harder to spend the hours and hours in front of a desktop to produce the content that I need to produce. Nobody seems to work on these Hackintosh setups in the Central Florida area that I happen to work out of. Now, back in the New York tri-state area, this would be a completely different animal. I'm generally a big fan of supporting local businesses as well, and there just didn't seem to be anyone available for whatever reason. I had someone that I know set up the laptop for me quickly as a favor so that I could use it as a Hackintosh, but... They weren't very thorough in their work, they didn't iron out all the bugs for a smooth install. It was, in fact, a Rush favorite job, and it was working, it just was very, very clunky though. You know, again, a shout out and thank you to the person who worked on this if you're listening, which I will leave nameless. Unfortunately, this was a short-lived success, as when it was used, it would not go to sleep properly, it wouldn't wake up properly. It could not use the trackpad buttons for whatever reason, and even worse, it prompted an update in the middle of a project, which couldn't be stopped in time, and it messed with the entire Hackintosh install. So, it was bricked. Couldn't be used anymore. Great. So as a side note, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn, ironically enough, so I try to connect and I reach out of people of interest, and, and I really try to be a big people connector. I am that way in person, I do try to be that way also on the digital platforms. And ironically enough, as if fate itself made it happen, I receive a connection request from a guy by the name of Brainerd, who even more ironically enough works on computers. So let's just stop this story for a second. Am I the only one who thinks a guy who goes by the name of Brainerd, who has a computer business, is just hilarious? I mean, just, just on that. The branding is there, sure. But... I mean, truth be told, it gave me more of a vibe of Syndrome from the Incredibles movie, if anything. <laughs> but anyway, there's some dialogue back and forth. As I do tend to want to promote connections and communication on LinkedIn, like I said, I, I went forward with it. This guy seemed a little strange, and yet I've been around enough developers and programmers just to chalk it up to just being part of how things work in the industry and how people can be sometimes. Just not very good at, you know, conversation or just awkward conversation. The business seemed like a computer startup. The guy seemed like he worked at his home, but he knew well enough of what was going on with the Hackintosh setup just to fix what the problem was. Generally, he said he charged $199.99, but if, and in his own words, quote, but if I find it was something easier, I'll knock the price down as I like to be fair and ethical to others. Plus, the work will be logged in the ticket with the steps taken. So I want you to remember that statement as we carry on here. Now, for clarity, this is pricey for what's being asked for price point-wise for the work request. This isn't including the $80 shipping on top of that. This is roughly a $2,000 laptop, which needs to be fully insured to and from shipping destinations. I'm not against paying for any of this, but I was also never given a clear amount of cost prior to proceeding, confirmation that the work will be done satisfactory, and really, it was just more simply of an idea of what the estimate of the price point would be. So just spending nearly $300 to do this in the first place just two weeks prior prior, I spoke with Brainerd further just to really make sure he knew he could take care of it, and through further dialogue and a brief phone call, it seemed like he had a really good understanding of the tech, 
the hardware, the problem, and a confident solution that should take no longer than a week tops, according to our agreement. So with a short timetable to work with, and a series of prepped podcasts and creative content up and queued up for the next several weeks to a month, I nervously shipped my workstation out the following day, July 19th, to be delivered that Saturday, the 21st. That day, the package was attempted. Brainerd said he'd be home. Turns out he wasn't. Due to the nature of the package and how it was not delivered, it would have to be manually requested to be reattempted for delivery. Numerous attempts to contact Brainerd that day went unanswered until the late evening. Working with FedEx and UPS in the past on the retail side, as an unloader, package handler, and also with deliveries, the benefit of these services are that you, generally speaking, get status updates constantly on your packages and deliveries as long as they're still being scanned in the system. The Postal Service does not operate in exactly the same manner. Once there is a delivery exception, which in this case was an attempted delivery, there are no further major activity updates on that tracking number, whether it's being hauled back to the hub, anything of that nature. It's not actually tracked as carefully at every step either. This is also the same for returned or refused packages for the Postal Service, where they do not fully update this process either. Generally, the other two carriers do. So, sitting somewhere 518 miles away in Gwinnett County, Georgia, hopefully was my laptop. I literally had no idea of knowing. So with no activity or movement on the package or on the redelivery on July 23rd, which came and went, I opened a case with the Postal Service to locate the item and was contacted by the Wilburn Post Office and spoke with Sharon McLeod on July 25th. Nice lady and actually very understanding, surprisingly for a postmaster, believe it or not. My laptop was located in the facility and she made sure personally that it was loaded up on a truck and that it went out for delivery on the morning of the 26th. So at this point, I hesitated actually on to whether or not to bring this laptop back at this point. Was this a sign from higher powers to just cancel this and bring it back? I thought about it for a second and I said, hey, you know what? This is the delivery system. These things happen. So it was finally delivered on the 26th in the late afternoon at 4.04 p.m. Whew, okay, huge sigh of relief. Or so I thought. <laughs> this is where things just got weird. Uh, delay after delay, excuse after excuse. I wasn't sure if my laptop was even looked over. Wasn't sure if it even arrived safely or turned on flawlessly with no damage once it was delivered. I wasn't even sure I would get it back after the lackluster communication I was getting. August 1st exactly one week after the laptop was delivered. I still had no idea the status of this fix. If the laptop was ready to go, the service cost, the problem, nothing. Days went by with unanswered contacts. Another, I'm fixing it and it will go out tomorrow texts after having a Thursday, August 2nd deadline to ship back out as I was getting severely backlogged with work. And to make it clear, this was an actively used laptop, a daily driver, not a spare. I began to look further into Brainerd technology at this point online, as perhaps this wasn't exactly a legitimate business or even worse, perhaps there was something underhanded happening, theft of property, 
and I was just being stalled while the computer was being carted off to the other side of the country or is even pawned off. Work enough places and you will have similar thoughts and horror stories once they happen to you or someone you work with or care about. So I started a Google search, just trying to see what I could find. Starting with their website, it was just launched and it wasn't really credible at all. The location of the business, seemingly out of this guy's house, like I mentioned earlier, and stumbling on the company eBay sales page as an example, Brainerd Technology LLC, or the eBay ID that he went by, King Totoro, T-O-T-O-R-O, which is, as of this recording, ironically enough, been deleted. It also echoed the same slow, non-responsive communication that I too had been experiencing, along with noting their subpar customer services in the eBay feedback. Also, strangely, it connected the same address to what seemed to be a questionable doctor service to that same location with Brainerd's name attached to the practice, which also at this time amazingly cannot be retrieved again through Google easily, which I don't know why. So anyway, regardless, this was a problem. I had given my laptop to an organization. No. No, no, no. I had given my laptop to someone who I wasn't even sure did legitimate business, let alone proper quality computer repair work. It was then that I decided to do what was necessary to get my laptop returned to me, ideally in working condition. So I reached out again, still respectful, yet more direct, that I was requesting my property back, either reporting it as stolen to the Gwinnett County Police Department, or better yet, going to the residence to retrieve my property back in person. The laptop was still under warranty, and I had already pulled the M.2 solid state drive out of the machine prior to sending out. So nothing of personal value filed wise was stranded in the machine if this guy just decided to chuck it in the dumpster or into the river. Prior to shipping, I also took several detailed photos of all serial numbers, laptop conditions, innards, everything to compare before and after to make sure that no items were tampered with, modified, anything like that without my knowledge, and to furnish to the police should a report need to be filed as a worst case scenario. August 4th, 2018, I was told that I was not a paid service customer. Whenever that status changed, I'm not sure. And that I would have to wait, but that it went out that day and it was, quote, on the way. So at this point, can you guess what happened? Can you guess? Can you? If you guess he did mail it out, you'd be right for optimism. For thinking what I was hoping too, but nope. So... Giving my understanding and experiences of the shipping system, giving the benefit of the doubt and keeping an eye on the tracking number with the label provided. Mind you, I created this label, so I see all the activity. Monday, August 6th, I see nothing. I send an ultimatum. 12 days after Brainerd has received this laptop, 19 days since the laptop was shipped out. I send the following both in text and email form. I'm not sure what the issue is here in returning my property. I have requested numerous times in which you have ignored my request to pack properly and promptly return my laptop shipped out to be worked on. You have cited numerous excuses and delays in working on it. The laptop was not shipped out Saturday as you stated. There is still no tracking history in the tracking label provided number and then the Ford number. Should the label I provide not reveal that my laptop is in the USPS tracking system by end of business day today, I will be reporting the laptop as stolen by you by the Gwinnett County Police Department, along with doing what is necessary to retrieve my property that you have refused to return including furnished all conversations, serial numbers, and details of this laptop work arrangement. This laptop was shipped out to you July 19th. 
And today, as of August 6th, I have still not received the status on my laptop, nor has it been returned to me. This may be how you do business with others, but this doesn't work for me. Refusing to respond, not answering the phone or inquiries, I highly recommend re-evaluating how you communicate with those who enlist you for your services in the future, personal, paid, or otherwise. So then Brainerd realized the error of his ways. He apologized and promptly sent the tracking information over to show that it was shipped as stated, right? Happily ever after the end? No, silly. This isn't one of those Disney movies. This is America, boy. This is America. So I'm going to read the following that was received from a, as far as I am to understand, adult male. A business owner, adult male, mind you. I also want you to remember the prior, quote, I like to be fair and ethical to others comment that we spoke about before. Quote, shut up, it's on the way, d It was fixed, but I put it back the way it was before for being a d quote. All right, so let's just pause this for a moment here. For clarity, I supplied the return label for this package back. Again, I receive all tracking notifications on this package, which there was none as of August 2nd. The package didn't go anywhere. It never did. And I'm not even sure at this point, as of this conversation, that it was even opened or turned on. The box probably just sat there unopened. I mean, really, let's be real here. So unless he drove up to the post office, dropped the package off, then saw my message, then wanted to race back and say, oh yeah, hey, by the way, can I get my box back, please? I forgot something. Race back home, undo the fix that he did. And I'm using sarcastic air quotes because we all know good and hell well that this bum is just running lie after lie after lie to my face like I'm some drunk high school prom date and just going to believe everything that he says. All right, listen. You have my property. You either return it or I come get it from you, plain and simple. I made it very clear with my follow-up to Brainerd. Quote, you've been put on notice. Please return my laptop in the working condition it was received in and ship it out today or it will be retrieved from you. Thank you for your cooperation. This was the response that I received. It's going out, you stupid I swear to God I would kick the out of you if you ever threaten me again with the pigs, you poor POS. You'll see updates I'm talking to post office. Now leave me alone or I'll get revenge. I expect loyalty, you dirtball. What kind of BS is that you donut lover calling the cops when someone did you a free favor? I will let those comments and responses just sink in for a moment. Soon after, I receive an email with an extremely cropped picture of what appears to be a receipt with the hilarious do not contact or I will say you are harassing me text tagged on for good measure. Following up with the even more hilarious do not contact email sent to some bogus legal email address to his company and CC to me that he made up just to make himself feel better. And unfortunately, it just made the situation even more ridiculous. All right, so let's go over a few things here. Number one, let's be clear. These are actual events and actual conversation from an actual business owner to a customer. I don't care if you're family, 
close friends, or even co-workers, this is a credible threat that charges can be pressed on. You don't ever, ever speak to a customer or a person of business interest like this. And on a side note, you don't ever speak that way to me. Number two, I was born to one of the four wealthiest Italian families in New York State. So just because I am not sure if you're capable of doing your job as advertised, it doesn't give a business entity or otherwise my business support. It doesn't make me wrong. It just means that you deliver a garbage product, quality, or service that I want no part in supporting of. Number three, your bogus request to be left alone. Absolutely. Listen, buddy, return my belongings and our business is done here. Pretty straightforward, really. I owe you nothing. You've done nothing and you'll be doing nothing further with my property and this conversation is over with you and any of your cohorts once my property is returned. Number four, the laughable point. There is absolutely no favors that have been done here. None. Okay. This was a process that I could have attempted on my own in the time, the headache and the inconvenience that it took to go all through this for almost a month. The focus was supposed to be on the projects and the content that I was supposed to be doing and using this computer for. Not dealing with the complete and total breakdown of trust, communication and potential theft and vandalism of my device. So, with all that being said, did the laptop return back to you ask? What happens next? Well, the laptop was indeed delivered August 8th, 2018, a full 21 days since it had been shipped out. Now, aside from the package contents being obviously open, sealed up with what appeared to be some sort of electrical or duct tape, the charger coming back way more scratched than it started out and a defective power cord on it. And now with an intermittent trackpad issue where it just fails to work randomly at times and it needs to be restarted in order for it to work, the device came back in just about one piece. So as a side note, as of this recording, all business contact and connections were promptly dropped after receiving my work laptop back as expected. And any projects that were scheduled to be worked on, wrapped up, or really begun due to the extended delay were also delayed, postponed, or unfortunately canceled. So I'm sure most Hackintosh stories and experiences may not be as colorful as this one, but it's also just a valuable lesson that not every local business is credible or of quality, no matter how much you want to support them. And most folks are just in the wrong business with the wrong temperament for the trade. Did I ever get the laptop set up properly as a Hackintosh, you ask? Because that's really what started this whole thing. Unfortunately, not at this time of recording as well, as I've had to resort back to the much slower rendering and editing machine to get this produced and get content going back out with Final Cut Pro. So just curious, if you are a content creator, what is your choice of software if it's not the Mac platform? If it's not Final Cut Pro and why? Why do you use it? Feel free to comment below. Also, do you think it's okay for business of any size, of any nature, of any industry to speak and deal with customers this way and still be operational? Comment below with your thoughts or your experiences of negligence or just ridiculousness. And hey, you know what? If you are or if you know of anyone works within the Hackintosh realm of things and you're a great enthusiast, you're an expert, or just all-around good people, please, by all means, get in contact directly with the podcast, the show, or the website. You can reach out directly on MikeTech.tv or email go at MikeTech.tv because I'd love to hear your experience, your struggles, or your success stories with your builds. With that being said, I'm Michael Midnight, and this has been yet another episode of the Mike Tech Studios podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Follow all Mike Tech Studios news, podcast content, and topics of interest on social media by searching for Mike Tech Studios on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, or your podcast app of choice. 
or check out our sister brand, Recruitmentary, for all of your career resource, job searching, or seeking needs on the Recruitmentary.com or YouTube.com forward slash Recruitmentary platforms. All links for our podcast content can be found on both the Mike Tech Studios website and Recruitmentary.com for ease of access. Amazing guests, tips, humor, and stories available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, and your podcast app of choice. Mike Tech Studios, make your mark, change the game.